found Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Fiona. Hey, Jill. How are you today? I'm good. And you? I am good. We're getting some lovely rain here. I know you don't need any more, but we're always happy to get more up here. Lovely. You had suggested lovely. talking. You had suggested talking about reincarnation. I want to ponder I, this. I think we what we want to do also is mention that while we have uh, experienced through working with people the verification of reincarnation, everybody will have a different idea. So we're not saying this is what we've experienced through our work and through ourselves. So if you have a different idea, then that's great too. You know, I, I, I have no idea. That's why I want to ponder it with you, reincarnation. You know, there are things that amaze me when I hear of stories of little children who have past lives, which is reincarnation. Yes. Well, is it reincarnation? That's another thing to ponder. Um, that is true. That is true. Now, you know, there, there are lots and lots of stories about children remembering other times. Like one of my clients came in and she said her son was crying at the breakfast table and she said, what's wrong? And he said, I miss my family. And she said, and he's like three and she said, but you're with your family now. He said, no, my other family before you. And there was also yeah. a little girl that I, I read about a little girl um, who was crying. And she told her mother, and she said, you know, the family before you, she told the mother the name and the town. And they found it was in Ireland. And they went to the uh, to the to to one of the graveyards where she said the, the church and they found the name that she had said. There are so many stories, and there are so many. Um, who's that, that wonderful gentleman that writes and talks about past lives so much? He's got endless stories about past lives. Well, um, we'll remember him en route. He's very famous. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, it's, it's fascinating because I've been pondering this, and... Uh, so there's, as you say, there are many, many stories out there, and all of them are totally believable. Um, and then the interesting thing is um, I saw a replay of Prince Harry on the Stephen Colbert show when Stephen Colbert asked him, do you believe in reincarnation? And Prince Harry said, yes. And so Stephen Colbert said, well, what are you going to come back as? And he said, well, I, I believe that we come back as animals. And that was the first time I'd heard that. And Stephen Colbert said, well, what animal are you going to be? He said, well, I'd like to be an elephant. So there was a lot of laughter, but I understood why he picked the elephant. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, there's another way of maybe pondering what happens afterwards uh, and why not an animal. Um, one of the things, so I was doing a, a reading for, for someone yesterday, and at, when we finished the reading, she, she asked me, um, did I believe in reincarnation? And I had said that uh, that had 
been on my mind lately since I'm 78 and got cancer. So, of course, instead of thinking about the past, I'm thinking about reincarnation and what happens after. And the only the strongest feeling I have right now, a really strong feeling, and my response when people say, well, how are you coping? And I, I say I want to raise my vibration to the highest that I can because I truly believe that when we transition, we stay at that highest transition that we are, that, that, that vibration. That vibration is what's left after the body dissolves. And, and, so and that's think, what Master Hung says that. So I, I finished by saying to the woman that I really want to be in the highest myself, in the highest vibration, so that wherever it takes me, into whatever realm or whatever is out there, that I'm at a very high vibration so that I can continue to do love and good works. So that's the only way I came up with what reincarnation means to me right now after pondering it at this stage in my life. Well, the gentleman that I was thinking about uh, was Brian Weiss, MD, Many Lives, Many Masters. Oh, and right. he I has yeah. he, he has he had a, a therapy practice, and and he um, he encountered many people. Particularly, there's one person here he's talking about, but specifically, but there are many, many in his in his uh, practice that confirmed past lives. So it's actually a really good. Um, it's a good book to, to look at. He has a bunch of others, and I know he does workshops and seminars and things. And I think what I found is that um, when I was a kid, I were both mediums, of course, um, Jill and I, and when I was a kid, particularly at school, at college, um, I would sit on the bus and I would watch people's faces change. And so mm-hmm. they would be faces would change from one face to a different nationality to a yeah. different nationality, and I, I didn't know at the time because I, you know, I, non-religious upbringing, but also non any of this either of the um, the other side of the spiritual. Uh, I think that um, I, I would watch those faces change, and it was only when I started to read theosophical books or books that I came across that were about different things like past lives that I realized that what I'd always been seeing is different people's faces from different times. I I was sitting in a bus watching in New York City, watching this little baby with her smallish baby, um, her head over her mom's shoulder. And suddenly I got shot into this room um, where she was sitting in an apartment in New York City, very small, like I often know, for, unless you're wealthy, um, at a table, a very bare kind of apartment, feeling extremely lonely. And then she popped back to being a baby. And I find that um, for most of my life, I've experienced that with people, seeing them in different situations. And then, you know, if you go more deeply into it, um, there's a whole incredible forever depth in that um in that idea as well i i do that too i i I believe we may have talked about this once before and in the ponderings that i've done on this because i i do that 
practice, uh, which I've done for maybe 30 years or more, where you sit opposite someone, like if you and I were sitting opposite each other, but, but almost with our knees touching. And if we look at at our faces it, with a soft focus, I look into your face, you look into mine with a soft focus, I will see your face change from, you know, ancient times to not so ancient times, male, female, your face will change. Now, so I wonder whether, because I, I, I see that when I go to sleep at night. Sometimes I see faces from the side, like, uh, and then turning towards me. And they're, they're from the Vikings up to Irish children in the potato fields, um, street urchins in London. Um, and then I wonder, maybe this is an ancestral line that lives through me so that when I do this and I look at you, I see your ancestral line rather than reincarnation, but I see your ancestral line. If you do this and look at me, you're seeing my ancestral line. So we're still back into, is a, is this reincarnation or are we still carrying the vibration of our ancestral lines within us? That is interesting. You know, um, when I first really started to explore past lives, uh, was, would have been in the um, early 80s, I was up in Mount Shasta in California and I would go up to the mountain almost every day and take myself on a regression. I actually regressed 350 times, or a little bit more, um, and finding different lives every time I regressed myself. And um, that also made me very aware that, I mean, who knows which angle it is, as you said, past lives or, or ancestral, I'm not sure, but each of these ones was, was incredibly different in many ways. And, and oftentimes when people, they say, well, how come everybody's been someone famous? Well, yeah, I had something in the French Revolution, but also at the same time, there was um, dying on the street as a pauper as well. So, you know, we've all had different different things that come to us, but the, those those regressions that I did on myself on the mountain were very um, kind of cemented it in for me uh, because there were a lot of lives that I had never, ever experienced anything from and I couldn't tell where they were from. I just, afterwards, I would make notes and then research what I saw as far as costuming and surroundings and sometimes I couldn't find where they were or what they were and then sometimes I did, which is so interesting. I love to explore. Yes, the the uh, the unknown. Shall we call it maybe the unknown or the mysterious? I feel um, not that we have to know. It's not that we have to know. Um, <clears throat> that's why I really, I you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to sail into the piece of my existence uh, in in the in the most loving, compassionate, and highest vibration I can, and see where it takes me. It's another adventure. 
an adventure. I know one of the things Master Hong, my Qigong master, always has said, is when you get to the very end and you're aware that you're at the end of your life, make sure that your breaths are long and smooth, because mostly, as we know, a lot of people start getting into the short breath <laughs> like that when they're dying. And he said, stop yeah. it when you, if you can, take deep, long breaths, because that makes your vibration higher. Well, that's nice to know. Thank you for that piece of information. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, <laughs> that's where I'm aiming for, you know? I think that's where we're all aiming for, but most people are too scared to, to just face the fact that, you know, it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be 50 years from now for, for some people, not for, for us. But um, if we are looking at um, our lives, we never know how long we have. I mean, you and I have counseled so many people uh, who have walked out, um, you know, whose partner or friend or loved one or child has walked out in the morning and never come home because they got hit by a car or they dropped dead or, you know, something like that. And uh, we just don't know. So this could be an any moment thing for any of us. It's just, you know, we don't think of it that way and we don't want to be thinking of it that way all the time. But it's it's a beautiful thing, uh, as we know from people who've come back from death. And, and we've all also had experiences where somebody who has passed has come back to us. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say that, I say, I think the first time I... I personally experienced that was when my sister passed Um, and I was, she had gifted me with a a massage uh, by a friend of hers after, you know, she said, I've set this up for after I go, you're to go over there and get a massage. And I was on the massage table getting this massage um, and all of a sudden I see my sister at the end of the table in the sparkles and the, you know uh, it was just wonderful so I, I that's what I what I feel about the vibration and also somebody that I didn't know I'd only met once when he was dying and I went to the hospital to to be with him in his last moments we'd never met before after he passed and it turned out that we had ha- we had the same birthday and this was in the November, my birthday's in January. In January, the morning of my birthday, in the wee small hours, because it was still dark outside, I opened my eyes and there he stood at the end of the bed in total sparkles and such love, mm-hmm. emitting such love. And I thought, well, isn't that the best birthday present I've ever had? So, so wonderful. I know that I know this like you know about what you experienced going up that mountain that that's in in you you know that I know about the vibration because I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen it I've seen it so I think past life uh, the idea of past lives has been very much in the Indian culture for thousands of years and um I, you know it's the theosophist that really brought it forward for talking about, I believe. my um, I ha- had a friend whose mother was a theosophist, and that's really how I became aware that I was a medium. But um, past lives is the idea that we never die, which we know. The energy goes on, and there's many ideas of what 
may happen um, with that. But in that idea of past lives, there's an idea that you go on and anything, I, there's different ideas about this, then anything that you still want to experience, I always look at it in a positive light. Anything you want to still experience, mm. anything you want to expand, anything you want to get more awareness of, you bring a life to you that can enable you to do that. So that you don't, uh, so that, for example, if you um, want, like my granny, uh, my parent, my mother and father were anti-apartheid people, but my granny, mom's mother, was very, um, uh, she, she was not, uh, she was um, um, the idea that the, that the black people were dangerous. I mean, her husband left her during Boer War or something, you know, it must have been the first war, uh, when there was a huge uprising and she was terrified. She only had one person that there was with two little children. So she was terrified of anybody who was a different color. And um, when I was sitting there with her towards the end of her life, I became very aware um, that she was going to be a person of color in the next life. Um, mm-hmm. Just so that she could experience what it is like there is no difference there are cultural differences but the color of the skin makes no difference to who we are and i could it was very very clear to me that that was going to be one of her experiences in the next life wherever and whenever that was so if we're thinking of past lives in a more conventional way um not like you've got you did this so you've got to be punished i don't ever look at it like that i don't look at karma like that either but um, if if we look at this and, and look at it in that way, that is what I have experienced. That may not be what everybody else has experienced. Yeah, I, I, I had something like that, too, when I was in um, Zambia back in the late 80s uh, during a very contentious time of apartheid. But I was in Zambia. And I was in a taxi that in Lusaka, and it had no windscreen, and it was raining heavily. Um, and I'm sitting in the back seat, getting getting drenched. Uh, but looking out the side window, and at this dirt path, dusty path, and I could see my feet as a child running on that path, and I was black. My feet were black, uh, black of a black person. And they felt like my feet. I recognized them as my feet. Now, whether that was an ancestral feet some way back in time? Um, well, haven't you, I mean, that's an experience that quite a few people I've had have had similar things, like um, one of my clients, her sister went to uh, the capital of Czechoslovakia, I can't remember what it is now. But anyway, she was there. And when she got off the plane, she knew exactly what, because it, the city is very old, um, mm-hmm. she knew exactly what, around the corner where, where everything was in the city. So she, she, could, she could get herself around yeah. the city because she remembered it all. And um, I know when I was in France, I had a lot of those kind of memories too. Yeah, um, me too. So... So it's like, um, it, it, you know, who knows exactly what it is? We, we can say we think it's this and that, but uh, you're right. We don't know 100%. Maybe when we die, we'll know. Who knows? It doesn't matter. I think. But isn't it wonderful to ponder, to wonder these things? 
and to explore mm-hmm. and, you know, ask questions of other people. Even if people say to you, well, I know what it is. Well, maybe they feel that they know that what it is. So just explore, 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 explore. And if any of you who are listening have had experiences, please let us know. We'd love to know. You could get in touch with us at um, earthtriberadio at gmail.com or you can reach us through Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. But we'd love to know your experiences because the world, this existence, this plane of existence for us is wonderful. This is where we get to imagine things. We get to explore things. We get to discover things. And we can do that all together, working together, exploring together. And to stay open and not fearful. Uh, the people that, yeah. you know, tend to get very strong about their ideas, like this is the only way, they're always fearful. And yeah. uh, so if we can just feel the comfort within us and go into that place, then, um, you know, just knowing that it's okay. Everybody can have a different idea. Everybody can have a different knowledge of it. And it's all right. Everything's it's all accurate as far as the other, other realms, other worlds go. Well, if I have a little hiccup, and I'm, I'm not sure I should say this. Well, I would go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if 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 you want to get in touch and explore this with us, I don't want to do this via religion. Mm-hmm. You know, religion is a means to instruct people what they should think. I would like us to feel right now when we're discussing this this is this is not this is beyond the the uh the boundaries of 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 religion any religion is is what i'm saying any religion uh but a religion which gives us uh gives us a form and an outline of where we place our our beliefs so what what I'd like to do is to encourage us to look outside of that and not be constrained by any form of um, uh, religion that is confined by form. Did I say that well enough to be understood? (laughs) I think so. Um, okay. uh, forms tend to trap us and not that again you know I know it may sound like I'm bending over backwards for everybody but I, the way I have uh, I grew up in a family that was rapidly anti-religion rapidly and uh, you know rapidly for freedom like because they were in the different groups in South Africa and um, after a long while of working with people I realized um, you know I have I've had elders in the Catholic Church and I realized that this all fed them, this all gave them something. And if it gave them something, who am I to say it's wrong? And mm-hmm. so over many years, I realized, like you, I think, which is everything's okay for everybody according to what feels right for them. It's not right for us, but it, it might be right for you. Well, especially if one likes to ponder and explore. Mm-hmm. I had, I grew up Catholic, so I was brought up within the, I mean, and 
Catholic in the 40s and early and 50s during the reds under the bed type of thing. So it was very, um, very strict. Um, I had this wonderful Catholic priest who at the the same time I was questioning things, he was questioning things. And we used to have wonderful um, talks and he eventually left the priesthood. Um, But I really enjoyed uh, speaking with a man who was uh, very religious, but brave enough to question because he would he would say by questioning doesn't mean you are losing faith faith mm. doesn't mean beyond anything else questioning is exploring exploring questioning um, not that you're losing faith at all you could still have faith but you're open to listening and learning and it's part of love and compassion and I that is so really wonderful. Feel that, yeah we could all do with a dose of that so I hats off to that that ex-priest former priest you know I, when I went to me. wonderful gift when I went to Australia from South Africa um, even though they were rapidly anti-religious they felt they heard that this one Episcopalian or English church school was good so they sent me there it was very tough but um, the one breath I had every week was going into religious instruction because here now the rest of the school you weren't allowed to question you just had to do rigid work but when I went into this his name was Egbert Ethelred Ethelred Eglinton Uh, the sweetest reverend (laughs) sweetest reverend that you would find and he used to he used to allow me to question things and and he would answer and we'd go back and forwards um you know and then when i got into high school i tried it of course and i got kicked out of religious instruction because it took too much time but um this this reverend was such a wonderful open-minded man that Mm. really gave me this incredible breath of air in a very rigid school that was very hard for me um, so yeah, we want we we're going to finish here now with um, past lives reincarnation. Um, we want to just say that uh, you know if you want to look up reincarnation, that one book that I mentioned, the Brian Weiss book is a really good book to start with, and also some of the theosophical books are also really helpful if you're looking into reincarnation. And then you've got to feel it out to see what feels right and true and. Um, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of experiences, and some people go into a huge amount of fancy about reincarnations. You know, I think in our, the course that we offer on Udemy.com, uh, we mention Brian Weiss in there. Uh, we have uh-huh. a story and a quote from him. I, if my memory now comes back to me properly, I think we've we've talked about him in that course. Well, dissolving the fear of death in Udemy. Um, and I have met people who, in different in different situations, who have believed they were someone like this very famous person, like uh, Cleopatra, and, you know, crying because she was murdered. They felt they were part of her. Now, 
we, you know, who are we to say, but when you meet several people who think they're the same person, I think it's very easy to fantasize about past lives too. And that's all okay. But the, the idea is just to, to let it come to you. If you're starting to fantasize mm. about it and just, would you, you would like, I had a friend who thought he was Lord Byron, the poet, and he would make up all of these incredible things about why he was, and maybe he was. But if it's somebody famous, the likelihood is there are thousands of people who are saying they're this person. So past lives have been discredited to some degree, I think, by people wanting to be famous and important or having a connection to someone who is famous energetically um, and then kind of putting it out and, and people have discredited a lot of past life stuff because of this, I think. I mean, reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Anything to say, Joe, before we finish about the incarnation? Oh, Fiona, I wish you lived closer to me and we could see each other at least once a week. But I never wish mind. We, could too. we have what we have. We have. We do. And um, Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio, www. <laughs> we love you. Okay. We're on <laughs> com. I adore you, Fiona. I love you too. Bye-bye. If you want to contact us, you can go to www.earthtriberadio.com and look under the marketplace. We do past life regressions. We do a lot of different sessions that might interest you. And Dissolving the Fear of Death on Udemy and Feng Shui Tuning on Udemy are two courses that we have available.